Are there any like famous black Christmas movies? Uh, like w- other than Medea's Holiday or whatever the hell well, it's I was called. Gonna say this Christmas is one. How, oh, okay, like, yeah. Chris Brown, Lauren London, uh, the mom who's the mom in every black movie. I know who you're talking about. Hold on, <laughs> Loretta yeah. Devine. Loretta Devine. Oh my God! Every mama in every black movie. <laughs> She's so good. Uh, She's definitely one of those character actresses yeah. where you're just like, if you are that. Anyway, we're not talking about black Christmas movies. We're talking about. Black Christmas. Boom. <laughs> Is that the opening? Probably. I don't know. So can you imagine if someone was like tuning in and they're like, man, I can't wait to hear a list of all the best black Christmas movies. And I don't they... think um, that's our audience. <laughs> <laughs> we have a very niche audience of one guy. I, we have a very niche audience of our friends and family. <laughs> <laughs> and one of them is a white guy who's just like, man, I need to be more of a uh, what is it called? I need to be more of a ally. An ally. An ally. <laughs> and I'm gonna start by watching Black Christmas movies. <laughs> I mean, black people. Don't, I don't think ally is a term for black people, though. I think it's that's for LGBT. I think ally is for everything. Allies are for everyone. And I'm gonna wheel start. of morality. <laughs> <laughs> Allies are, yeah, there we go. That's the beginning. I'm Josiah Rizzo. I'm Benji Jones. And on Wednesdays, we we wear wear pig. Welcome back to On Wednesdays, We Wear Pink. And guess what? It's, it's Christmas. Christmas. Merry Christmas, mother, uh, and a happy new year, you filthy animals. Right. Suck it. <laughs> uh, this is the Pink Popcast, where it's a pop culture podcast where we talk about film, media, and everything else. And how it's affected or is impacting our culture today. Today, we are talking about Black Christmas, not African American Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> we are talking not about, Kwanzaa. Not Kwanzaa. We're talking about the movie. Black Christmas, which was a remake of the 1974 Canadian film Black Christmas and a uh, subsequent remake of the 2006 film called Black Christmas, but it was labeled as Black Xmas on the posters that starred Michelle Trettenberg. And that's all I pretty much know about that one. Really? Um, I don't. I Yeah, I remember seeing the ad for that one and I thought this one was or the trailer and i thought this one was a two to that one but i guess it's just a remake yeah and i've never really seen either of them but um you could say hey how come you guys don't do your research on these things and i say to you get your own podcast (laughs) and do your own research (laughs) i mean honestly where would uh, you even find the first two well because i mean but for me it's not the point is not those uh those last twos on this one Uh, and what's interesting is I going into it, I thought I kind of felt like there was going to be something to it because most of the best horror films are analogies and they are parables for something social. Okay, I didn't realize that, actually. Uh, Well, yeah, I mean, like even um, Night of the Living Dead, uh, George A. Romero's uh, zombie film, it was supposed to represent kind of the Red Scare and communism and how people were afraid of being taken over by something, you know, communism. (laughs) 9-11 terrorists (laughs) buzzwords but yeah if you look through a lot of horror films are basically just heightened representations of something that people go through every day of fears that people go through every day like even sinister which is one of my favorites 
would I, I feel like would be the horrors of alcoholism, the horrors of like parenthood, um, hereditary, once again, the horrors of, you know, the lineage and what your parents have given to you and passed down. So it's usually they are they take kind of something that everyone understands and they just blow it up like the Babadook. That's about like having to deal with a kid who you don't fully understand. Um, it's just OK. Just, I didn't actually uh, see that one. I just know he's gay. Right. Apparently. How did that happen? I have no idea. He became a gay icon and then he was. I haven't seen the movie. I haven't either. But you know my stance on like people idolizing. Like I think it's hilarious when I see kids walking around with like images of Freddy Krueger on them. I'm like forgetting yeah. the fact that he was, you know, a murderer. He was also a child rapist. But like, who cares? Yeah, let's put him on our kids' t-shirts. Yeah, you know, I'm. I think we're we humans are weird. Humans are weird. People are weird. So anyway, but we're talking about <laughs> 2019's Black Christmas that was directed by Sofia Vergara. Deca- no, <laughs> no. Merry Christmas. <laughs> what? Merry Christmas. <laughs> You just have a lot of fun, don't you? Oh, man. Okay, I'm going to let you do your thing. Uh, no, it was uh, Sophia Takal. Uh, Takal, I'm, I'm, that's what I'm going to say. She is an American actress, writer, and director known for independent features like All in the Light in the Sky. Never saw it. Supporting characters, didn't see it. And Gabby on the ro- on the Roof in July. Cute. Never saw that. I, just, I just need to know who is Sophie trying to call. <laughs> All is right, it, I'm going to let you finish. Is this going to be you the entire episode? I feel like I'm in a mood today. I'm like on fire. So, uh, Black Christmas is a cr- horror slasher film. It's um yeah, yeah. You yeah. want you want to take this? <laughs> it's like let's so, just let's Are just we going to ex- give it a quick summary? Just give it a quick summary, tell the audience what it is. Basically, it's a uh, Horror movies set around Christmas about a bunch of sorority girls getting killed. Right. So they're at Hawthorne College uh, and it's the Christmas break. So everyone's leaving. But as they're leaving, which, by the way, I thought about this while watching it. That'd be a perfect time to start taking people out. Oh, yeah. Because they're in this limbo state. Because they're in a limbo of like, oh, yeah, Janice, she left for vacation yesterday. But like, I don't know, maybe she's late or something. Mm -hmm. You know, just... Which they played on that. So, uh, so yeah, MKE uh, sorority is basically being harassed by a unknown group of killers yes. who are taking them out one by one as they slowly uh, are separated from the pack and are leaving for their various Christmas vacations. You the know. film starts with another sorority having a girl kidnapped or killed, actually killed. And um, just slowly, we're following the main character, Riley, who is played by Imogene. <laughs> You're going to laugh at this. Her name is Imogene Poots. <laughs> All right. I'm professional. <laughs> I hope that's how you. Uh, I hope that's. Uh, that. <laughs> I would I would react like that to her face. I would fall on the ground crying, laughing. I'd be like, I'm sorry, but you know that's funny. Yeah, she's definitely never heard that before. Oh, yeah, for sure. She plays Riley, who is our main character. When she showed up on screen, you said, hi, I'll be your main character. <laughs> I did, because we have, like, the first murder, and then it pops into her, like, waking up, and her cat, like, waking her up, and she, like, looks in the mirror, does the whole, like, mm, hi. <laughs> Just in case you're wondering, I'm the main character. Right, but we also have a secondary main character played by Elise Shannon, who is Chris 
Chris Presley? Why am I reading their last names? I don't know. Anyway, Chris <laughs> is, she's kind of the resident, um, she's one of the sisters of the sorority. She's fiery, she's passionate, definitely about justice and equality. Yeah. And, uh, you know, as we start to learn, Riley had an incident with a brother from, what was their name? AKO Fraternity. She had an incident with uh, one of the brothers from the AKO. Alpha Kappa Omega. Right. And apparently he did some things to her and then she reported him, uh, but nobody believed her. her. And now fast forward, I think three years Mm -hmm. and Chris is hammering down. She got the bust of the Hawthorne uh, founder removed from the library um because he apparently was a racist or a bigot or yeah i missed that scene i was like i i left for the bathroom at the one important scene where they kind of like start introducing right crucial things but i mean yeah he was a uh he was a slave owner and blah 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 oh is that that just that was he was a slave owner so they yeah get, and she said a bunch of other stuff but i'm sure that wasn't so they got rid of his bust mm-hmm. and uh, of course she's also trying to get rid of the uh ako fraternity president um Wait, uh, not the president. No, sorry. no, no. The, uh, she's trying the to get professor. rid of the. She's trying to get rid of the professor for his own. Uh, Did they ever explicitly what, say they didn't say what class necessarily? I'm assuming it was some sort of English. No, I mean, but did they even explicitly say why she wanted him removed? Yeah, because um, he's only teaching white males, like white male. That's like, it. People. I yeah. mean, not that's it, but like, but like, basically, yeah, because she's saying like, there's a lot of influential historical people and he's literally only teaching white males like no females no oh, gotcha, ethnic, gotcha. no queer no whatever got it so she was like he needs to be out of a job basically so she so chris who chris is black riley is not i like how i say <laughs> riley is not but I, it is important just uh contextually you have you have these two girls and uh riley kind of wants to stay back and stay hidden and doesn't want to deal because the last time she tried to come out and talk about what happened to her, people didn't believe her. Mm-hmm. Whereas Chris is fighting the fight and trying and like slowly but surely um, she got the bust removed and now she's very close to getting the professor uh, fired, removed from his post, something. And uh, then retired. this is the context that sets up, oh, by the way, there are creatures or people in the robes and they're taking girls out one by one. More or less, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, yeah and, and, then, thus, and thus begins the... And then we start to see people disappearing yeah. again because we saw the first person. That was the best... The that was a very roundabout way of explaining what happened in the film. I mean, yeah, basically. And then... Uh, she so, does one thing or another and, she, and then the story and the movie's is over. over, you know? Um but yeah, then people start dying. I guess that's what we've already said. So should we start talking about like specific things we uh, felt were important about the movie that need to be conversed? Yeah. So like, if we were to roundabout summarize it, um, girls start dying. Uh, Riley tries to uh, tell the campus security that she thinks one of that her little sister, not her actual sister, her sorority sister, her little, oh her little, right, mm-hmm. right. Sorry, I did the college. Um, she believes her little is missing and, uh, the campus security doesn't, um, really have much that they can doesn't, do doesn't it. do, doesn't do much to help her out. And then of course they're, um, they're actually, uh, c- uh confronted by these masked uh, assailants 
and it takes out a few of their friends and then it comes down to Riley and Chris and they reveal this they have this huge reveal where it turns out that the it really was the boys of AKO yeah cuz um i mean they kind of had a hunch or Riley kind of had a hunch that it was them because right. you know they there was a party. Spoiler alert. Yeah, there was a party that they kind of like went and like called out the frat boys for being, you know, awful. Right. And so they were like, well, they're probably retaliating. And then they're like, but this isn't okay if they're trying to like kill us. And then it turns out that it is the frat guys, but it's like not what they think it is. Like, right. Because they're all getting threatening messages from random numbers or from a random profile on, I guess, the college social app or something. Sure. Um, <laughs> and so, yeah, they're thinking it's just an innocent, like, uh, we're trying to intimidate the girls. No, they don't think it's an innocent. Well, they don't think it's innocent. They but- literally, and this was one of my issues was like, as I mean, okay, I will say one of the things I like about this film is it was written in a way that immediately I was going, this must be what it's like for a woman mm-hmm. to yeah. experience certain of these things. Yeah. However, they got these texts and immediately they were looking at them like, I'm going to be murdered. And I was just like, that's text number two. First text is the weird one where the horror character goes, that's interesting. Second text is, uh uh-oh. Then the third one, it's like, I'm going to gut you like a fish. Then you're just like, oh, I think I'm going to get killed. I feel like they had, I feel like they, that's, they kind of, because every time they got messages like that, they were alone and it was nighttime. That's why I said I, so I do I'm think like, yeah. it showcased the female's perspective. Yeah. Um, for me personally, I was thinking it would take like three or four texts before yeah. I'm like, but you're a guy. So it's right. like completely different. I've watched a lot of horror movies, a lot of slasher movies. And let me just say, I would get out. <laughs> I would make it. <laughs> um, now let's talk about where these bitches messed up. <laughs> <laughs> so... What are your initial thoughts on the movie? Um, overall, I actually liked it. Like, really? Yeah, I was surprised at how much I liked it. You liked it? Mm-hmm. I enjoyed it. Okay, explain. America, um, explain. <laughs> so I'm actually like, uh, like I said, like I do like slasher movies. For Halloween every year, my family would always do like a slasher movie thon. Right. So like, and just like mild like horror movies. Like we would watch The Birds. We would watch I Know What You Did Last Summer. Right. Stuff like that. Just mild stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just nothing too crazy. My parents would not. My parents don't even want me to watch horror movies now. That's funny. I don't even live with them. I don't really. Yeah, but horror is different. Uh, thriller is like i don't know if a person is coming at me i i'm fine but like when it's like ghosts and spirits i'm not i'm not cool i get that i think i like watching where people mess up and (sighs) also adding to my repertoire of things that i know not to do if someone ever comes after me well even just coming (laughs) back here today like i still fumbled around with the keys and it's like yeah so that that's that's one that's like uh, no matter what that's going to be a if i'm ever getting chased and i have to unlock something well, Ugh. then that's when you need to, like, know that, like, this is the part where I'm going to mess up. So let me actually, like, stop and take a second, put the key in right, and then True. rush. True. So I've I've thought that through a few Damn, times. Damn, you really have. <laughs> yeah, you and, you and Grace are brutal when it comes to horror films. I am not forgiving. And what I did appreciate about this one it was there was a lot of things. There was two or three things here and there that I was kind of, like, bad move. But there mm. wasn't a lot that I was really annoyed by right as far as choices they made well so, like, yeah that wasn't my issue i mean i'm a lot more forgiving when it comes to people making decisions in horror movies yeah i so what was interesting about this film is it very clearly was written 
with a focus in mind mm-hmm. about exposing what it's like for women. Um, and and like any good horror film, it takes a small everyday thing, not small, but you know, it takes an everyday thing and heightens it. So the political subtext and what they were trying to explore, I really liked, mm-hmm. and I think, I think in in small ways they were actually very successful. One of my favorite moments was when she is trying to explain to the officer, yeah, um, what is going on, yeah, and she's not necessarily doing it wrong, and he's not necessarily being completely stubborn yeah but there was a moment where she's just like she shows him the texts that she's getting from this random number Mm -hmm. that is harassing her that she claims is like i think because we did this dance that kind of called out her ex for i don't even know if it's her ex like they never really explained that but But it was the guy who you learn raped her Mm -hmm. he raped her yeah he he roofied her and he raped her and and she tried calling him out back then nobody listened and then, of course, they wrote this song and dance for a little, uh, I guess, uh, like talent show, maybe? A talent show that I they really do? thought they were going to do Jingle Bell Rock. I really did, too. They were dressed <laughs> for it. I think that's probably what they wanted us to think. So they, she, they do this song that basically, in very fun lyrics, calls out, like, hey, you raped me. And yeah, and that <laughs> then you guys they uplo- are all a bunch of rapists. And they upload a video that calls them out on it, and it's both thrilling and terrifying at the same time, and the possible cause for revenge. Mm-hmm. Um, but when she shows him the text, in the text, there's this guy that shows up. His name is, was it Landon? Landon, yeah. Landon, it's this nice guy who, who like, finally says hi to her. Mm-hmm. Um. He was played by Caleb Eberhardt. I've never heard of him before, but he was a. He, he was seemed good. like he, he was. was a, he was good. He was sweet. He was that perfect like, oh man, I'm like the sweet guy, but could possibly you don't know could possibly be the bad Honestly, guy. Honestly, I didn't. I never. I didn't really catch an honest vibe that he was a bad guy. I just wanted to have credit for saying it, just in case he was the worst. But like, I did feel genuinely like I trusted him the whole yeah, time. Yeah, and so he was the trustworthy guy. But she, like, of course, she just met him, so she texts back to this mysterious caller, Landon. And so when the cop sees that, or the security officer sees it, he goes, "Well, who's Landon?" And she's like, uh, "He's a guy I just met, but it's not him." And he's like, "Well, how come you're willing to accuse?" This guy, the but, guy you know. before, who that you know, and not this guy that you just met, and he, it's interesting because she said the right things, and he said he didn't say crazy things, but essentially he kind of like he brings her, he makes her like have to repeat herself so many times that she kind of just goes, <laughs> and like yeah. she has a moment of crazy, and like I'm watching the scene, not really enjoying it, and then she did that, and I clicked and went. God, that must be what it's like for a woman sometimes. It's like they have to watch everything they say yeah. because it will be thrown back on them if they didn't just dot every single I perfectly yeah. and cross every T. And I thought that was successful because it made me feel that frustration of like, shit, she didn't do the wrong thing and yet it still yeah. wasn't enough to convince him because – Yeah, because it's like, well, what can I do with this? And point? he wasn't like being like an obvious – like he wasn't like – he wasn't trying to disbelieve her. Yeah. She just didn't have enough to go on. Yeah. And because she's a woman, it was just like, you know, like maybe you're being hysterical type under undertone to it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I thought that was very interesting. I thought that was very successful. But overall, 
I just you could see everything coming from a mile away. I absolutely agree with that. And the few things that I wouldn't have seen coming, I saw because they were in the preview. Right. <laughs> and even that, it was just like it had this sensation where they would reveal things and I was like, Oh, that's not been revealed yet. Yeah. Where and they would like they would they would reveal stuff that's like that's supposed to be a plot point to make you think it's like they had red herrings and I didn't even realize they were red herrings. Like yeah. for instance, halfway through I realized like, oh, they wanted us to think that it's the MKO guys because of or because of that video they released. It was like, no, mm. clearly it was happening before that. Like, yeah, that. Oh, th- was I supposed to think? No, like, clearly these two were already at war. So I don't know why we're supposed to think that this is something that sparked it. And it just was like and then at the end, like it turns out to be them. And you're like, yeah, yeah, we know. Yeah. And then the way that like the whole thing where it was like, oh, my gosh, when they like revealed. I, I, can we go this far yet? Or yeah, we already still, talked about the ending. Are you still talking? No, I'm good. Okay. Like, let's get into it. Just like at the point where they like finally like kill one of them and decide, or I guess the second one is when they finally take off the mask because there was the whole reveal of they killed the first guy and then they were like, oh man, we did it. And then another one shows up and I was like, yeah, did you not see the previews? There's like four of them, by the way. <laughs> but also I was like, did you not see them moving around the house? Like there's clearly more than one of them. Like you could tell. Right. But I was just like, but they pull off the mask and it's like the guy she saw earlier with like the demonic symbol. And I was like, I mean, yeah, I could have told you that. Like when you're going and there's a bust like bleeding like black tar and they're chanting things over people. Yeah, it was like they played their hand very early. Yeah. And then expected you to be like, oh, yeah. Well, they I think they tried to do the uh, thing, the knives out thing where it was like they show you who it is immediately they're like right where you're like oh it seems really like it's that person so it probably isn't them not to ruin ruin knives out i'm sorry but spoiler alert so so it's like oh it can't be them because it's so obvious and then it like is and you're like damn i should have seen that coming but damn like y'all got me right but i think what happens what makes that work and i'm gonna bring up one of my favorite slasher films of all time which is scream Ah. i love scream and i love the ending of scream Spoiler alert. But the ending, the entire film, they're like, it's Billy Loomis. It's the boyfriend. And, of course, if you've watched any type of revenge film before, you're like, it's most likely the boyfriend. Mm -hmm. And it's so obvious. Like, he's got this greasy, like, great value Johnny Depp look to him where it's like he straight up looks like the bad guy. And it's so screamingly obvious. (laughs) Screamingly obvious. It screams at you. He's the bad guy that you're like, it couldn't possibly be him. And so then they they kind of they pull the rug out from underneath you because then they have they have the killer come in and then stab the boyfriend. You're like, shit, it wasn't the boyfriend. Yeah. And then he comes stumbling down and then he reveals himself. He actually was the killer. And then if you're if you're thinking enough steps ahead, you're like, well, wait a minute. Then who killed? And then it reveals that his best friend, who you also thought might be in it in on it. He's also a killer. Yeah. And what was so clever about that, I remember when I first watched it, I, I have to imagine, because I was young enough that when I watched it, I imagine it was what it was like when people uh, back in the 90s saw it for the first time. It's like you didn't, you you just didn't assume there was going to be more than one killer. Yeah, you would never think. And so it kind of, it gave you what you're like, look, there's no way you're not going to guess it's the boyfriend. Yeah. So we're going to find a way to make it be what you thought it was and not what you thought it was at all. And I thought that was so clever. Like Mm -hmm. it was such a great like twist. And to this day, like none of the other scream films nor any other like twist has been like, 
as good, but the best twists that I've found in films are ones where the answer is right in your face. The whole time, and you're just like, no. And you're like, no, it couldn't be. But there are reasons why it is, and there's something clever about it. Yeah. So it's like, this is what you thought it was, and it was that, but it was for this reason, or they did it this way that you never would have thought. Yeah, it's not the... um. It's not the hey, you know this random side character that hasn't done anything to We've make you suspect it because ne- we didn't write anything that would pop him out. Right. It was him the whole time because these reasons we're making up right now. Right. You know, yeah. Right. It was like remember when you saw them doing a weird incantation over that random stranger and now the random stranger is here. Oh my god! It was a weird incantation that made him like duh. Yeah. Like Th- you showed that to me. Yeah. Exactly. And there's nothing more clever than what you just showed me. So exactly. And that's what it was. Like, the whole film was that. Yeah, I think it would have been more clever if it had... Because it's, like, obviously, yeah, show what's going to happen. Like, give us those little, like, oh, right. yeah, like, that little thing that you th- saw and you thought was nothing, like, turns out it's something. Right. Or that you saw and you thought, oh, that's so obvious it can't be. Like, and I guess that's what they were going for, that it's just so obvious. And I think... Because this is such like it's like a cheesy slasher, cheesy Christmas movie put together that it's like they I don't think they really have the willpower to, <laughs> to really like turn it around. Because I think I feel like what should have happened was that it should have been like the security guard or something or it should have been like maybe he was the mastermind behind it or he was a spirit the whole time of the well yeah because they like no because whenever they revealed whenever they revealed that it was so first off the professor is played by none other than carrie ewells who you all know as the um dad from saw no i i can't remember his name from uh, the princess bride oh anyway i've only seen that movie once uh, as you wish, and I was like, he's perfect casting because because of the goodwill that he's 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 brought up from Princess Bride. You automatically like the guy, mm-hmm. but he's also kind of creepy. He's very creepy. So he kind of toes that line of like, man, I want to like you, but you're also you're kind of creepy. Clearly a murderer, <laughs> which I think they could have capitalized on way more in this mm-hmm. film. Like you have Carrioles as your as as your bad guy potential bad guy but from the very get-go he's so aggressive yeah i feel like he should have been like the one teacher that was like in their corner or something which you still would have seen coming but it would have given him more to do yeah it would have been more of it just was like i'm the bad guy and then at the end i'm the bad guy i was so like tapped out at that moment yeah i sat there and you of course in the theater went Oh, like making fun of I the reveal. I was like, oh my goodness. And I, guess I who it is. It was so like just matter of fact to me that I didn't even think to even make a joke about it. Yeah. I was like, oh yeah, no. Duh. Yeah, we knew that the whole time. I mean, and we did. And that's, I think that's what it is too, is that everything was literally just so straight through. Like right. it was never, it never gave us those doubts of who's what. No. Like it never went, oh, but it can't be the teacher because he just saved her life. Or like, oh, it can't be the frat guys because one of them just got killed by one of the guys. No, yeah. Like it never like nobody redeemed themselves and you were like, wait, I also guess it feels like it was person. it was missing a section. Like it, might it had like a build no, I meant not not like literally. I just meant no, in terms it was. of like <laughs> I was like so they had the build up, they had the kind of getting to know you, then they had the oh shit moment, and then I feel like it went straight from the oh shit moment mm-hmm. to the reveal. Yeah. And there was like there was this missing part in between of kind of like the they call it the the dark night of the soul. Uh-huh. Basically the the low moment where it's like you you fight they kind of have like the fun and games part where it's like okay now we've 
introduced we've thrown the main characters into the plot now we're gonna have fun with it mm-hmm. um whether it's literal fun in games like the part where neo goes into the matrix and learns how to do kung fu uh-huh. with morpheus where you're like oh this is this is the fun part of the film this is cool he's getting to know the world or it's like scary where it's like okay now we've introduced the murder and now they have to kind of go through all these things yeah so you have like the fun and games moment then you have like the lowest moment which leads into like the dark night of the soul like will we get out of this and then of course then you have your climax that not every script has to follow that but i feel like this one was just like because like half the film we don't even know they don't even know that there is killers there's not like a lot of interaction yeah that then they finally have the interaction with them. They finally are approached by them, and then no more than fifteen minutes later, mm-hmm. then they're having the reveal. And I was like, "That's really fast." Yeah, because they literally like the first killer comes in the house, kills what like two or three of them, right? And then they band together and kill him, and then immediately there's the reveal of oh, there's more of them, right? And that was like overall like. There wasn't a lot of like, oh, run in the house, run out the house, run up this door, run up that door. There wasn't a lot of the Which I do appreciate. In and out guessing game. Yeah. They just kind of took care of him really quickly, which I was like, okay, cool. Like, I think real home invasions probably don't last that long. Right. <laughs> but <laughs> Not like, that entertaining. It's just really quick. Like, it's just really quick. And then immediately there was more. And then we kind of took care of them pretty easily to where we're not really that scared of them anymore. And then we find out that, oh, they're all demons and we got to do something about it. And then- we run to the house and then they're like, eh, surprise, we're all here and this is why. And then it's just, and then the movie's over. <laughs> it really did. Like it, for as long as it was, I was just like, that was it. Yeah. It felt like there was a, a lot that was missing. And, and what I was saying earlier, I didn't finish it, but why those in your face twists work is because you care about, or you know something about the characters. Yeah. Like there's a depth to them. Billy Loomis, you're kind of like, is he? I don't know. Like he yeah, seems like time. he kind of cares. Like he's interesting. The actor is interesting enough. You've spent enough time with him, mm-hmm. you know. Um, but they're playing on your knowledge of him, right? But this one didn't have that. Yeah, this one just kind of was like, oh, and another thing: the guy that rapes her. I don't think did they share any scenes together other than like his far off wink at her whenever she's like calling him out during the the song and dance. Uh, no, at the very end, that was him. She so right, but there was nothing in between. There was no like him coming up to her and having a conversation. No, that um, there was no like build up of them together. It just was like, oh, by the way, I'm here too. Yeah. I'm the guy that raped you. Yeah, I think that was all it. All they really wanted it to be, which I don't. I, there probably should have been something there, but I think like she got. But I don't. At the end, when she fought one of the guys, it wasn't even him. So no, she fought him. Because they were flashing back and forth between him pinning her down back three years ago and him pinning her I down. I think that was him, though. I think no, that was the other guy. I, I don't know. They all, they all they all look the same. very similar. Like Sorry. The two, the two lead frat guys looked very similar. Like, I could only tell them apart if they were next to But it was other. just like, I don't, I didn't need a redeeming thing for him. I just was no, like. No, 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 I know. Just there needs to be something. It like was a, just like, is yeah. that the guy that raped her? I don't know. Like, I yeah. think he is because he's acting like a douche. But honestly, they're all acting like douches. So. Yeah. Which um, brings me to my other issue, but we'll talk about that. Yeah. What we were saying, like how quickly it kind of went, I did like when it kind of got into the thick of it, they immediately kind of got together and were like, okay, like, like I didn't have to tell, I didn't have to yell and say, grab a weapon, grab a weapon. Like I usually do because bitches be running around barefoot in their house, not grabbing knives or anything right. like that. Like they all pretty much grabbed weapons pretty quickly. Right. Like uh, the point where the, 
guy first comes oh my gosh that reveal when he first just like shoots the arrow through there oh that was actually thing. pretty good there was there was a lot of good jump scares for you especially you yeah were jumping I, like crazy that it was it was good and they weren't cheap jump scares it wasn't no, they like were good the cat came out of nowhere it was like yeah, Shit, yeah. no it was actual yeah because that's what was good it wasn't the cat just like the cat jumped in front of me oh my god it was like <laughs> an arrow just flew through the fucking air and shot into the wall like out of nowhere while we're just having a conversation um but yeah so that reveal was crazy but that the fact that like they all kind of didn't have their cell phones when they they all ran away they ran upstairs right and nobody had their phones and i was super annoyed by that but i was also like eh, like my phone's not on me right now yeah like, so I'm if an like, arrow so flew I'm, here i'm like realistically when i'm hanging out with my friends is my phone always in my pocket no so i'm like i'm not gonna knock y'all on that yeah. and then like when we came back down and we confronted them and we killed the first guy she uh one of the girls grabs her boyfriend's phone who was dead uh but i was like good that was really smart right like, i might not even have thought of that but i'm glad you did that and then she like runs off and attacks the guy and gets killed and the phone gets knocked out of her hand and the other two girls run off and leave the phone and i was really upset and i was like that was dumb why didn't you grab the phone but that bitch had already called the cops and i said good for you Right. So I was like, y'all are like on it. <laughs> like they were pretty much on it the whole time. So so, but now let's get into the meat and potatoes of essentially subtextually and, you know, uh, what was happening because you mentioned, yeah, the boyfriend died. The boyfriend died after getting a headache, which apparently we later learned was Is them. Uh, the what, what are they? The founder the founder speaking to them. So the founder. So. Uh, the founder is the bus that they got. The founder of the college is the like the slave owner who apparently was, was into dark magic. Into dark magic. She said it earlier when she was talking about why she got rid of the bust. But it was this when I was at the bathroom. Yeah, when you were in the bathroom, there was a lot of ha happened during that bathroom. There wasn't break. like a lot. It's just all kind of three kind of big things were mentioned so that they could come back later. So basically, when it, his bus got taken out of right. The library it got put into the frat house the frat guys discovered that they could use it to possess the pledges and get them to do their bidding and basically get all of the women in line so here right here off the bat is one of my biggest issues they have these twists and reveals mm -hmm. but it doesn't amount to much it's like i poisoned this blade that i stabbed you in the heart with so you'd be poisoned i'm like you stabbed. You her just in the stabbed heart. them in the heart. <laughs> like, what? What is the poison supposed to? Is the poison supposed to be revealed? It, it, like that. That would be the essential. It's like I. He stabbed him in the heart. Yes, and the blade was poisoned. <gasps> like that was the equivalent now of he's some of the dead now. <laughs> that was some the equivalent of some of the reveals. They were like, they were like, we we uh we got these boys and 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 brainwashed them so that they could have slightly above average strength but still just do regular boy stuff to kill these and girls they'll get killed like normal people and i was just like cool they weren't like walking in and out of walls and stuff they were just yeah. like slightly more all right fine and they're like and then here's a reveal all that missing stuff because like slowly throughout the film each girl keeps mentioning that they're missing things mm -hmm. at the very beginning she was like oh you you mentioned that you lost your vibrator uh -huh. you know so i got you a new one every single scene a girl is missing something then the reveal is that they took these things <laughs> to let the the possessed pledges know which girls to kill and i'm thinking isn't that what facebook is for <laughs> I'm sorry, does a possessed person not understand what a picture is? They're like, 
I need that girl's diva cup. Oh, here's a picture of her diva cup. <laughs> I will. Yes, that is funny. And you're right. But also, I get it. It's probably like the scent or like the spiritual aura. I was like, we're going to go on but back to my type of shows like Vampire Diaries and stuff. And when you are doing like spells I, and stuff like that, you need somebody's personal item. So that's I like get it. But but the thing <laughs> is, like, they didn't die by a spell. If yeah. it was like we needed an uh, an object so that we could possess you and True. then suck you into our world. That would make sense. But it was literally like all that happened, you could have taken away all the magic stuff and it wouldn't have changed anything. True. It was like boys who were pissed off at women for slowly oppressing them, they thought, um, dress up, walk around, shoot bows and arrows at girls, kill them. That's it. Yeah. What much. part of magic adds anything <laughs> to that? There really wasn't. And I don't know. Yeah. Because like, was... even when at the very end, spoiler alert, she takes the bus and breaks it it still doesn't do much apparently the founder was in the room like they barely build up that yeah so i was confused as to whether he was the professor was the founder no because the professor was he was demasked but there was like a, a taller darker uh a masked creature uh, was he supposed to be the founder well founder? they kind of they're like remember because he, he says bow bitch pledges. bow before your master and that uh, guy walks in i thought he just meant general like, that's what i'm saying man is your master that's what i'm saying like the whole movie know. they were just like here's a reveal and i'm like nothing what are you revealing and no, then like yeah. eventually because they don't even defeat them by defeating the magic they defeat them by fire yeah just plain fire well just locking so people in a room with fire they so they broke the head which stopped the magic right like it stopped the possession thing like the one the new guy who got possessed later on right got unpossessed because they broke the bust and he ran out with them right but those guys are still crazy exactly like, the other ones still possess i don't people, think they so even that's needed why we went ahead and burned the place right down. it was like they were like oh we stopped the magic now i was like first off those pledges that you possess we didn't get to know them enough so for all we know they were just assholes to begin with yeah, true not all men <laughs> but definitely all these men yeah so all they all seem like assholes to begin with so the reveal that their brainwash is like and they probably just like they were gonna do it anyway yeah so. they're gonna and they got slightly they were like he's like they've been given powers i was like the yeah. power of upper body strength like i, I know like uh, they were all like jocks anyways they were all strong um Ugh. i the I, I think maybe they just did that to make it to where it's like because it's like, oh, not all men are going to want to kill women for oppressing them. So they just maybe that was their way around it to be like, well, these men are brainwashed. Most of them are brainwashed and they're being controlled. Right. By but they didn't women. introduce any of these kids before. Yeah. So, so they meant nothing to us. True. We didn't. We weren't like, oh, my gosh, Dale. He was such a good kid. We knew him since freshman year. Dale. Dale. When was the last time you met a Dale? Uh, last time I went to Chippendale's. <laughs> I've never been. Anyway. <laughs> um, yeah. So. So that pissed that was, me off. That was. There was a lot in there. I did love the part. It was super cheesy. And it was just like the part that I think you didn't really like in. um, What's it called? In Endgame. Where all the women get together. And are just like, we got this. And they kind of have their moment where they're badasses. Oh, no, I love that. Okay. But I was it like, was, I, it just, I just didn't care because I was like, I don't care about the villains. Like, it doesn't make sense. I was more preoccupied with how stupid the film was becoming to like, but like, they were cool. Like, you, I liked Chris. Okay. I thought you were talking about in game. You wrapped back to our movie. No, no, we're talking about uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Black Friday. No, I like the, uh, yeah. 
Christmas? I, that was a fun reveal, Black Christmas, yeah. That was a fun reveal of when they were finally, but it was also in the preview. So it was kind right. of, it messed it up. But I don't think still, there was like, a single thing that wasn't in that trailer. Pretty much no, because like the one part where they were, uh, where they were like first hiding from the second round of guys that came through in the kitchen and they were crouched down uh, beneath the counter. Right. And then they sneak off to like run out the front door and they get up and the guy is standing on the counter. In the trailer. In the trailer. And it would have been like a crazy reveal. And I was like, he's on the counter. He's on the counter. Hey, bitch, he's on the counter. <laughs> Don't you watch trailers? <laughs> Don't you watch your trailers? He's on the counter. The one thing that bugged me in the original when they first got shot at in the house and they were running from the bad guys originally was that they ran upstairs away from the bad guy straight into a linen closet a that b had a glass door i that just was the epitome of stupidity to me (laughs) the epitome of stupidity in this i was like okay if somebody attacks you in your house where's the first place you're gonna run i would say bedroom probably most people are going to run straight to their bedroom unless you have like a panic room or like a weapon room or even like maybe a bathroom. I just, I hope that when the time comes, I have enough brain power to say, Hey, don't go in there. (laughs) I hopefully we're together because I will guide you through it. (laughs) Actually not really, because if I'm by myself, I'll make it out. If I'm with somebody, then I get killed because that is the character I would be for some reason. I just know that. Um, (laughs) I think this film had something really cool and they were, it was just there. It was like, there was some analogies that were really good, but it just, so get out. You, you've seen get out, right? All right. What I loved about get out was that there was a subtlety to what they were saying. Yeah. And it was like, they were dealing with racism, but it wasn't, it wasn't so, a or one plus one equals two it was very clever in what they did about it and the thing about horror films whenever they explore something they use analogies to highlight something that's real so for instance in get out they're exploring the idea of not essential not racism where it's like we hate black people but more of a dehumanizing version of racism where it's like no 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 we like you for what you can do or what you can be for us yeah and that right there already is a complex you know, idea, concept. You're not just saying, oh, you're not just like fighting the whole black people bad. No, black people good. It's more like, no, no, I like black people, but I like them for what they can do for me. I Mm. like them for who they can be for me. And that's a more complex like issue to tackle. Yeah. And the way they tackled it in Get Out was by exploring like, okay, what if the idea is that they're physically trying to take the bodies literally take black people's bodies from them take their agency from them so that we can control it has nothing to do with hating the skin it has everything to do with fetishizing and uh, and liking something at the most shallow aspect of it and yeah. and dehumanizing somebody um and i think they did that beautifully by by like revealing where it's like the reveal where it's it goes oh it's not about racism I just want to be a better person, you know? And for me, you know, you have better eyes and a better body and, you know, and I was like, whoa. Yeah. That was a very interesting thing versus this film where it was like men are trying to control women. I'm bad. (laughs) (laughs) I'm bad. And all the guys 
there was no like there was no subtlety there was no like a depth or like none of them they all acted like they knew they were bad yeah true and none of them were like like for me i think this film would have been vastly improved if the men acted like the heroes in their own story mm-hmm. yeah. where a man just is like I want to be the good guy, but you're you're making me feel like less than a man, and and that makes me want to react. Instead, it was just I'm a man. <laughs> Women suck. Yeah, <laughs> and that's how they portrayed the men. I was like, okay, like one of those guys can be like that, but in order for that to have survived for as long as it has, most of the people don't think of themselves as evil. Yeah, true. So that was that. Honestly, that was was at that point. I'm sorry. I'm just ranting now. <laughs> Let me get off my soapbox. Uh, uh, hop down. Uh, what did you think? Oh my god, I concur. I don't even know who I am anymore. <laughs> no, I like I agree. You hit all the points. It was all just very straightforward. It was all and it wasn't like it wasn't a thing where it was like I don't know because it, we were only really interacting with the bad guys. Like the only guys we were meeting were from that fraternity. Right. Like we didn't meet any like guys in class that came around and like helped out and were okay. We didn't meet really any in between because like Good and bad is a spectrum. Like, right. Like anything like that, any like racism, sexism, it's all a spectrum. It's all, <laughs> it's all the choices you make every day that lead you to be the person that you are. As far as like racism or sex, sexism, it's like you, it's kind of like just being able to get out of your own head and out of your own story long enough to recognize that like maybe some of the things I'm saying or doing or indulging in are detrimental to somebody else. Mm. And the fact that some people don't do that doesn't make them inherently evil or inherently the problem. It just makes them not helping right? more or less. So, and I think that they didn't really play into that. They were just more of like, there's this whole crew of like bad dudes that like, know that they're bad and they want to treat women like property and they want women to know it and they're right. willing to kill the women that think that they can dare stand up and do something about it right and we're gonna infect the whole world and that's our plan is to put women back in their place once and for all which could have been really interesting yeah um and then like and then so we had that whole group of people and then we had two good guys and that was about it we had the the new guy that we met who was sweet the whole time and then we had the boyfriend who I guess he was more of our in-betweener. He didn't really do anything outwardly bad, but he was the one that like when they were kind of ranting about guys sucking, he was like, uh, why do, why am I always like, why do I feel like I'm always being attacked here? Like right. blah, blah, blah. And kind of takes that. Aspect and that could have been of, a very interesting aspect too, that if yeah. they would explored with more depth, the idea of like a guy who's not necessarily bad, but doesn't necessarily do what needs to be done to help. Always, you know, yeah. like the person who's like, he's not going to rape somebody. Yeah. You know, he's not going to even uh, kiss somebody without their permission. But he also is going to be like, hey, you know, maybe you shouldn't make so much of a fuss about it. Yeah. And that's an interesting character to explore yeah. because that is almost all of us mm-hmm. where it's like, and I think that's what it is like. There's a complexity to racism and sexism where it's like, Nine, I would say nine times out of ten, you're you're dealing with systematic issues mm-hmm. rather yeah. than personal issues. Exactly. And when you when you highlight people as being the bad as being the bad thing, not only is it a disservice to a group because like that's where that phrase like not all men are like that because honestly not all men are trying to do nasty things. Yeah. But 
one system can take all of these different types of men and allow them to get away yeah, with with certain, with certain things. things. And that's what you need to be tackling. If you're just tackling the individual, not every person is Hitler. And so what ends up happening is actually very dangerous because then I as a viewer can watch and go, well, I'm not like that. Yeah. I'm not like that guy, so I don't need to take any of these lessons. Mm-hmm. Whereas, and I think that's something I've noticed in the arguments I've gone in where it's like, when you tackle the system, because the system, there's nothing personal about the system. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And and so then you can kind of disassociate and go, okay, well, I am a good person. I do think I care, but I have been allowed to get away with things because of this. Mm-hmm. Maybe I should question. Because then it allows people, and it's like, if I feel bad because you shouldn't have to always like make somebody's feelings be okay when dealing with shit. But if you're not always dealing with a Hitler type person mm-hmm. sometimes they're not going to hear it if they're being treated like that yeah and they're thinking like i'm not like that it's like you have to understand okay you know what it isn't you but you are a part of something bigger that if you don't step out and do something about it so yeah. and that, that was it. it was just like no these guys are all dicks yeah there was no uh subtlety to it i think it was a the thing is it i think it would have been a good movie for like 10 years ago like or right where it ten, wasn't as when it was like kind of a fresh concept of like oh my gosh these frat guys are like kind of awful and like somebody needs to speak out and like this might be what they want and like this could be something that they're about and like blah 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 like where i just felt like it was very like it was kind of like that would have been revolutionary yeah. a while ago but we've all we all know that like i mean like and I'm not trying to throw any like frats under the bus or anything like that because like I'm sure like a lot not of- all frats are <laughs> it's just like I'm Shit. sure like I just I that that like concept of like ah oh, frat guys are rapists is kind of like old news now like it's kind of like <laughs> it's sad but yeah it's true it's it, not a yeah it's not like something that's, we're not as and that's it yeah because it's so straightforward now we're like yeah of course yeah and yeah, if, i feel bad for saying of course yeah but. but i think and that would have probably been something more interesting is if like these guys like maybe it turned out that they were like trying to fight whatever this was like the right. little thing with the bust was actually them like making warriors to fight whatever this thing is that's about to kill women and they're like no we love women and we this like the guy who raped you maybe is a dick and like we brought him back because we know he was planning something and we were trying to keep it under control we were making people to fight the people that he's making i don't know like something or, or maybe effect of like where you're like where we're like oh the frat guys are dicks the frat guys are awful and then it turns out they're our allies they're helping us and we're fighting this bigger system with right. somebody else, like the professor and the rapist guy. It, it, it had there were there were moments of things that they said and buzzwords mm-hmm. that I went ooh because even like when um, so it turns out by the way we didn't even cover this that the little is actually she yeah. is betrayed, mm-hmm. you know, um, Imogene Poots. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, her little turns out to be in cahoots with the the frat boys. But there was something interesting because she was like, aren't you tired of fighting? And I was like, oh, that could have been. There's so many things. Yeah, I think, um, I mean, it's always good to call attention to things. So, I mean, for whoever does see that and does, like, get a little mirror held up to them and can be like, hey, I need to watch what I say and what I do. That's awesome. Uh, I don't think, like, as much as I think they were trying to kind of maybe have, like, a little message or have something relevant, 
I think, again, it was like a cheesy Christmas horror movie. Like, right. I don't think it was really made to be the next um, uh, Get the, Out. Get Out. Right. <laughs> I don't think it was made to be the next Get Out or anything like that. So it's not supposed to be this revolutionary, like, oh, my gosh, this is crazy. And it's going <laughs> to, like, blow people's minds. It was just made to be, like, a fun little horror movie yeah. that takes place during Christmas. A good horror film uses its horror as a heightened version of what we're of what the they're dealing with. Yeah. So even if it was trying to be a cheesy horror film, then it's like, it's just, that's why I don't like zombie films that are straightforward, like a virus. Cause it's like, what does it represent? Yeah. What it like horror films are always supposed to represent something. Mm-hmm. And other than that, they just become like, they don't even become cheesy. They just become films. Yeah. But I guess we'll just have to wait for Sophie to call and tell us what she meant. <laughs> Oh my god. <laughs> wow. How what's it like having children and being such a dad? <laughs> the dad jokes are flowing today for me. Um yeah, no. Um okay, well then as we wrap this up, do you, uh, do you anything you want to say yeah, about there was one thing we didn't mention was the part where they were driving to the frat house and they were debating the bust versus the cops. First off, so you didn't like that. That scene was just about the worst exposition I've ever seen in a film. I, it was horrendous. I was behind it because I thought from a student, the second she remembered the bust, I was like, yeah, go break it. It's just, I know. No, I know. But a good, it's like the best films that deal with supernatural elements find a way of not just saying it like a really shitty elevator pitch. <laughs> and that was the shitty elevator pitch of okay. that. They were just like, it's the bust. And I think there's that black goo that's doing something. It was, it was just no subtlety yeah. to it. It just was someone reading the shitty cliff notes of an elevator pitch <laughs> and going, I think this is the th- a reason. And it came out of like, yeah, I think it, I mean, it might have been better even if she was just like, take me to the frat house. Yes. Like it didn't why? need just to be explained. Trust me. Yep. Yeah. So, ha, well, fun movie, fun talk, fun, fun talk. Um, yeah, I think the quieter moments were very successful for me. I really liked, um, I did like what was subtextually being, um, spoken. I think the idea that, um, men feeling, um, what, what is it? Men, the idea of like exploring what it makes to be an alpha male at the expense of a woman is very, is an interesting, uh, concept i think they tackled some parts of that successfully and um, especially in the quieter moments it definitely was like oh i really like this uh and i'm excited to see like where future uh voices what they will use especially the horror medium mm-hmm. um yeah. to explore like more like complex um issues so all in all it was like oh it was a fun pop poppy pulpy popcorn uh <laughs> horror film and if it just had a tighter script oh my god it could have been like a an instant classic i think it could have been really good with a tighter script for sure but uh if somebody had just been like hey take that 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 and that out and you're good <laughs> oh my god that would have been great if even the goo didn't mean anything yeah if like it was never brainwashing oh my gosh it was like the hate was in you the whole time <laughs> oh, like something like that would have been like <laughs> that would have been that would have been like one of those mic drop moments where it's like this is what you thought but it didn't even matter yeah if like she dropped the bust and nothing changed yeah uh we'll write and direct our own it'll be great 
Yeah. <laughs> if you like what you see here, make sure you go ahead and give us a uh, follow on Spotify. We're on Apple Podcasts. We're on everywhere where you listen to your podcast. So yep. just go ahead and give us a rate and review on Apple. Um, and go ahead and subscribe on YouTube and hit the bell for notifications on new uploads. And be sure to just, uh, you know, share us, uh, share us with your friends. Um, we think we're fun. Yeah. Talk about, uh, I mean, if there's something funny, mention it to a friend and be like, yeah. hey, look at the video. Bring it up awkwardly. Do that annoying thing where it's just like, oh, my God, I saw this totally fun thing. I'm going to make you watch five minutes of it. <laughs> and then the friend's like, fuck. Yeah, I but got then it. they're addicted and then they watch the whole thing. And then now you guys have something to talk about every Wednesday. Yeah, all You're it welcome. Takes, all it takes is one. Uh, hundred. Hundred thousand of you guys. <laughs> and also let us know what you thought about uh, Black Christmas. Um let us know if you agree with Benji or I, whichever one. Yeah, or if you've seen any of the other two and if they're better, because then we can watch them and do a compare contrast. Contrast, because there's three. That sounds like a lot of films to watch. Yeah, I'm ready for it. Oh, <laughs> maybe they all have the same theme. <laughs> Doubt. Doubt. Anyways. Well, until then. Um, Merry I, Christmas. Yeah. Yeah. Shoot. I, we did say it's Christmas earlier, so we did address it. Merry flipping Christmas, Merry y'all. Merry Christmas, guys. Have a what great are you doing time listening with your to us? families. Yeah. I mean, hopefully they are. <laughs> if, if you're spending time with your family, uh, you know, obviously give them a big hug. If they're the type of family that you can't give a big hug, at least be happy you're alive. And uh, if you're spending, the, if you're spending the evening with us, then we just hope you have a blessed night. Merry Christmas. Happy holidays. And uh, until then, uh, I'm Josiah Rizzo. I'm Bindi Jones. And on Wednesdays, we we wear wear pink. pink. Um, And Riley, Imogene (laughs) Poo. Stop. It's not that funny. Anyway, Imogene. (laughs) <laughs> what did she do she danced. all right that was the last one that was absolutely the last one okay okay